Will it be better, I think, Friday than this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we expect sunshine. And see, now TJ's not so sure. Thirty-five degrees. See, that's Friday. better. I was going to say. No, no, no. Better. Cold. But cold. Yeah. Miserable. Yeah. Fact. I saw a low of uh, I think it's twelve degrees, or twenty. Coming up, there's seventeen maybe. Yeah. I don't Coming know how up they this do weekend. It. Well, they're not they going to play in seventeen. They'll play in a balmy thirty-five. Is what you're saying? Would, for they, a high? Ca- would they call a game for coldness? Yeah. No. They 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 it's, have. If it's sunny. It's out? been done. It's been yeah. done. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I don't know if they do it on Friday. I don't know if it would be that cold. <laughs> You know that that feeling when you you're gripping and you hit something oh. in a warm weather and you hit it and yeah. your whole arm oh. is ring. Yes. Imagine that in 25 I degrees. Know. I think in the eighth inning on Friday there might be some guys who take a ball <laughs> off the wrists and <laughs> say we probably shouldn't be playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the old Seinfeld after a foul ball, drop the bat. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. That's it. I'm out. Anyway, baseball. Not necessarily on the mind because of the weather we are all experiencing at the moment and looking ahead to the weekend with the Beavers coming home. But baseball very much on the mind as we look back at the weekend. Dwight James will join us in a few minutes. Yes, we will talk Beaver baseball because he loves baseball. He loves Beaver baseball. He and I were texting off and on the last couple of days to one another during the games about developments in the games. So that's how closely he is following Beaver baseball. But, John and TJ, don't go away because before we break, and Dwight's window's tight, 11.15, so we're going to break here in a minute. But, Johnny, he mainly, I think, (laughs) wants to come on and compare notes, the shared experience of what he deemed perfection in a tweet i saw it while i was there so i knew <gasps> that he was there too. dwight's here somewhere <laughs> perfection and it was a quick five second pan of the stage where the 70 year old plus eagles were playing best concert i've ever been to good for you it was tremendous three and a half hours of, of, of songs hit after hit every single song was a good hit for you and they play just as well as they ever have. You know, they do it zoom-in close-ups, you know, for the big screen because it's yeah. 24,000 people or whatever it is. And the, the guy's hands are, you know, old. And mm-hmm. they're old. The one guy, and I love him. I've, I've loved him forever. And and the, their lead uh, guitarist, I don't know his name, but he's only been with them for about five years. He knows every every guitar riff there is, but, man, he looks like he's, you know, they got to prop him up. But uh, <laughs> Don Henley was great, Good. and it was, all, it was tremendous. And I know Dwight was there, so that's cool. That's really did his cool. seat look better than yours? No. You had a better view I, than I think I did. Good for that's you. That's the one thing I'm curious You and Kim about. went. So you, uh, I'm just going to lay out and let you guys compare notes on the <laughs> great concert. But we were, over the weekend, you know, talking you know, amongst ourselves in our yeah. home making a trip over to the beach, listening to a lot of the Eagles mm-hmm. in honor of their uh, appearance in Portland. But we headed over to the beach on Sunday. You said, notice I said yes, beach, I not those, <laughs> yes, because I had beaches on my mind, specific beaches. We went to Brian Booth uh, State Beach, which I didn't know there was one. Yeah, I'm going over to Brian Booth Beach. I've How never many heard times have you heard that never, in your life? I know the Oregon Coast very well. There you go. Nobody other than you. TJ doesn't know Brian Booth State. And, Five people right now. Oh, yeah, I've well, been there. Where okay. is it? Well, it's a little south of Newport, as is Ona Beach. Now, Ona Beach, yeah, okay. I, yeah. We went to both Brian Booth 
there's a little pullover for it. I mean, a very tight pullover area. Maybe that's why it doesn't draw as many people unless there's a bigger parking lot for it somewhere. But anyway, driving over to the coast on Sunday to the beaches, Brian Booth State Beach and Ona Beach, we were listening to a lot of Eagles and arguing amongst ourselves in the car, the three of us, about what their best songs are. But you heard them all, it sounds like. Almost every Good well, for you. They got a lot of hits, but they, they it was one power after another one. That's great. Uh, beautiful stuff. I'm glad you got to go. Dwight was there. Dwight will join us. And we will talk Beaver baseball with Dwight. The all-star game, if you can call it a game, can oh, you? Oh, Horrible. I know. It, what? What? It never was a great no. event, but there was a time when was, it meant something yeah. and people competed. I was telling the kid earlier. We had a little pre pre show chat that you know. Remember when Clyde? Did he win? He won the MVP, right? No, he didn't. He did not. Magic did. Clyde should have, but yeah. Magic was making his celebrated return. Those games. Those games. They played defense, and they actually did play. They competed. If yeah. If Michael Jordan on one side, and you know, yeah, he's not going to just go out and but goof they would, around. But they would, right, play, they would play. play defense. I literally saw a little bit, and what I saw was they're just standing around. Yeah, a guy would shoot, and the guy would get a rebound, go to the other end of the floor, standing around. Yeah, another guy would shoot. I know, I know. Hey, get off my lawn. Yeah, I mean that's all <laughs> well, we are. I don't know. I'm just saying it ain't basketball. I think even I'm the younger you that's set. not basketball. No, I think it's. I think they should stop playing the game. It's they ridiculous. just ended at the dunk contest. Yeah. Anyway, baseball though over the weekend. So we're going to talk a little bit with Dwight about all of that gymnastics. We want to hear from you via the text line. What an incredible performance by Jade Carey. Record-setting performance. Did you go? Another lost weekend for hoops, and I mean yeah. both. You know, to get sweat. This is a rough year, yeah. basketball. Close losses, tough games uh, in a lot of respects, but it's a tough year that both coaches are trying to navigate. Right, and, right. And, you know, some, some home cooking coming up this weekend. A busy we'll weekend. Yeah, so we'll get to all of that as we go. But quick thoughts before we break and come back with Dwight, which we'll do so in just a minute. TJ, any major takeaways from baseball this week, and what jumped out at you the most? Middle relief uh, was not good. Okay. The, uh, uh, yesterday, Beavers, uh, well, they did shut out. Uh, they shut out UCSB, obviously, 11 nothing yesterday. But I'm, but every time a starter comes out of a game, all three games this weekend, I thought the middle relief outside of A.J. Hutchison, who was you know freshman, looked really good on the back end, uh, middle relief was mm-hmm. poor. It okay. was They were getting knocked around. And Trent Sellers, you know, for, for Friday, I mean, he had some strikeout stuff. Otherwise, he was getting knocked around a little bit. A lot of full counts. Uh, pitching staff is, did not get off to a great start. Okay. So there, that tells you that, TJ, the cup is half empty. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. For me, the cup is half full and fuller in that I like the way the weekend ended. Yes. The way the bats came around after losing the opener, and it looked like they might lose the second game. They, they pulled it together to win it, three and win three going It away. was better to finish the way they did right. opposed to maybe reverse it a yeah. little bit, and we come into today off a 7-2 seven, seven loss to New Mexico. Well, where's the offense? And yeah, We'll talk more about that today, this week as we go. Dwight is up next to talk about this and more. Thanks for joining us today on 1240 Joe Radio.
financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541-758-8245. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Readers of the Albany Democrat Herald voted Stutzman Krupp Contractors the best roofer in the Mid-Valley for 2021 and 2022. As Stutzman and Krupp, they employ a large team of roofers so they get in and get it done, often just one day. Ask about their special winter rates, estimates are free, and there's financing available too. So if you need a new roof, call or stop by their showroom on Rice Street in Albany. Stutzman and Krupp Contractors, they do it right. CCB 96278. Tired of the same old menu from restaurant to restaurant? The Growler Cafe in Lebanon has created a welcoming spot for all ages with a scratch menu, comforting atmosphere, and hand-selected craft beer and ciders. Their attention to detail from the penny floor to the delicious Canadian bacon is spot on. Be sure to check them out for lunch or dinner Tuesday through Saturday and brunch on Sunday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You won't be disappointed. We set them up, you knock them down. Corvallis. All right, we continue here on the Joe Beaver Show. John Warren, Mike Parker, and our special guest, Dwight Jane's joining us. I'm bringing you in, Dwight, <laughs> because of our shared experience Sunday night. I was actually looking at Twitter, I think, during the, the intermission, and at some point I saw your tweet, perfection, and then the stage, and I thought, oh, Dwight's here too. <laughs> this is glorious. Wasn't that fun? Yeah, you know, John, I I have to admit, I don't miss an Eagles concert. Um, I have seen them everywhere from New York City Field to Phoenix and their arena there. And uh, I think this was the ninth time I had seen them, actually. Then you you got Uh, me beat because that's the first and only I've ever seen. And I'm glad I did because, and I mean this in all, with all respect, honestly, I do. I'm 57. I felt like I was the youngest there, and those guys are getting older. So I, I think it may be my only opportunity. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, I think it was the seventh time I've seen them thinking it was going to be the last time I would see them. <laughs> cool. That's true. <laughs> because, That's true. You know, the, 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 Timothy B. Schmidt and Joe Walsh and uh, – um, uh, Don Henley on all 75 years old. Oh. And I just don't know how much longer. And they, when they go out on tour, they don't mess around with one or two dates a week. They play a lot. And uh, I don't know how they do it, quite frankly, because every time they're right on point. They don't, they don't miss a note. They're on key. It's really a pretty incredible thing that they're still going. I think they're the America's greatest band. What'd you think of Gavin Turley's weekend? No, I'm sorry. Hey, Dwight, <laughs> Dwight James joining us on the Joe Beaver Show. I'm happy for you and John, but since our time is short, Dwight, you managed to go to the Eagles, but it also looked like, based on some of our texts and so on, that you followed the Beavs pretty closely this weekend. What were your, your takeaways from that opening weekend and surprised? 
Well, I would tell you, Mike, the first game gave me pause. I, I was mm-hmm. uh, That was not a great way to start a season, but it, it was rendered pretty meaningless by the two games that followed. And it was nice to see them uh, start swinging the bat a little better and, and get some starting pitching, which kind of was my thoughts before the season is that they were going to probably have to rebuild their entire rotation and um, their starting rotation. And, uh, it looks like they're going to find enough guys to be able to handle that. You know, Dwight, too, I I, I, I didn't follow. I had basketball things and other stuff going on, so I wasn't able to follow every pitch in all four games. But I thought of you a couple of yeah. times. I thought of you a couple of times, Dwight. Runners at first and second, nobody out. And I thought, oh, Dwight's fearing the dreaded bunt here. But it <laughs> felt like less of that. You don't like that maneuver at all, and it sounded to me when I was listening as though Mitch didn't go there very often either. Uh, sounded the same way to me, Mike. There was one game; it was the fifth inning, and they had first and second. And I'm sitting there listening. To, <laughs> I listen to the games on my app on my phone. And I'm sitting there thinking, "Don't bond, please don't bond." <laughs> and they didn't, and they got a base. I think it was that inning where yeah. they got five straight singles. Right. Um, yeah, I, I'm always happy, especially this early in the year. Let guys swing because guys, you know, they're trying to find their swing, trying to find their approach at the plate. So it's a great time to just uh, allow people to swing the bats and hit. As much as you disdain the the use of the sacrifice, is there a time and place, though, Dwight, that you do acknowledge? Okay, I see it. It makes sense here. Do you or do you just say, "Hey, no"? You would just throw it completely out of your book if you were coaching. Well, uh, base hit bunts I like, and especially <laughs> leading off innings late in games. Uh, uh, Mike, I would say uh, when you're using a DH, um, I think if you have a pitcher in the lineup, that's one thing, and you have them bunt. Otherwise, if you have to make a guy bunt in that situation with nobody out, first and second. He probably shouldn't be in the lineup in the first place, especially in college where you have a lot of guys who can swing the bat. Usually you have a couple of pretty good hitters on the bench. You have a big roster. Uh, so, no, basically answer your question. I, I see very little use for the sacrifice plan. Okay. Have you always felt that way? Because I know you go way back with baseball. No, I haven't always felt that way. And I played in high school for a guy who loved the butt in that situation. But uh, – I read a, probably the first uh, analytical book to come out uh, called Percentage Baseball by Earnshaw Cook. Uh, you could find reprints of it available now a little bit, but it's a very old book. And he, he pointed that out, that he didn't like the sack bunt, and he also didn't like hitting the ground ball to the right side, giving yourself up to move a runner from second to third. And he believed that the percentages said, not a good idea. Let the guy swing. And I think I agree with that, too. So the announcers, yours truly and others, when we give praise and you see guys running back in after they do exactly what you just talked about, runner at second, nobody out, ground ball to the right side, runner moves over, the guy, the hitter comes back to fist bumps and high fives, you're saying that they shouldn't necessarily receive that treatment. Television is in love with that <laughs> shot, Mike. Every time somebody does it, they show the dugout practically acting like the guy hit a home run. <laughs> Meanwhile, that same hitter with a score tied in the ninth inning and the infield overshifted on him won't hit that ground ball to the other side to win the game. 
he'll only do it in certain situations. So, you know, it's like, you know, outlawing the shift this year, in my opinion, is going to have the opposite impact of what people think. I think it's going to mean more strikeouts. I think it's going to mean um, fewer hits rather than more, most likely. Hmm. Any of the other rules jump out? We we touched on this briefly before, Dwight. Dwight Jane's our guest. Any of the other adjustments, tweaks, rule changes, whatever that you do like? It sounds like you're not you're not a big fan of the no shift. Oh, I love the pitch clock, Mike. Yeah. The big problem with the game is pace. It's not extra innings, and I abhor the the ghost runner. Mm-hmm. I think it's an abomination. But um, the pitch, the uh, pace of the game needs to be improved. It's just too slow. There's too many guys stepping out, too many pitchers stepping off, too much garbage going on that makes the games feel long and makes actually them in reality long. And I'm in favor of that. Okay. And, Dwight, what about now in the college game, the two uh, challenges that coaches can do? Uh you know, I don't mind the challenges if they have enough cameras, John, to really get a good look at it. I, I'm concerned with some of these college games. There's not a lot of vantage points. It's not like a big league game where they probably got nine cameras out there. Yeah. You got probably two or three, and that's often not going to provide you with with that picture that reverses a call, you know. Last couple of minutes with Dwight James. He has an appointment. He was kind enough to say yes at kind of a Eagles compare, uh, compare notes conversation. <laughs> Dwight, what about the weekend, the All-Star weekend, all of that, what it's become, what you made of, quote-unquote, the All-Star game? How much of that did you watch? Uh, none of it, Mike. Okay. I, I, I just can't. It, it's just, for me, it's just a total waste of time. And I, I think it's... Um, it's an insult to the game of basketball when guys go out and, you know, really aren't trying. They don't guard people. And there's no easy solution to that. I think the best solution would be have a game where you match the USA versus the rest of the world. And maybe you could summon up some national pride uh, from the players. At least the fans would get into it more. I didn't like the idea of choosing up sides. I think the West versus East was probably better because fans didn't even know what team they were going to root for until the game started. It, it, it just, it's so drab. If the players don't care about that game, why should a fan care about that game? I, I don't understand it. Okay. What about the Blazers, Dwight? Last thing, and we got an appointment to get to, but what did you make of their, uh, we haven't talked since the trade deadline, their activity. I heard you and, Chad kicking around, Shaden Sharp should now be starting, et cetera. GP2's era has come and gone. I don't, what did you make of all of that? Well, Mike, uh, I think uh, GP2 had to be dealt, and it was just one of those things that is probably best, best for both sides. And, and the whole thing about his physical condition has apparently been resolved, uh, or the league will resolve it. I, I'm just... Uh, this team, you know, they only have 24 games left. I don't see them making even the play-in, let alone the playoffs. And so that that's up a decision to be made about uh, do you want to just tank the rest of the year? Uh, you want to just tank the rest mm-hmm. of the year and just go. This is the best. This is the best group of lottery picks ever, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, including the top one who is. You know, a generational player, if you've ever seen him, 
Victor Wembanyama is mm-hmm. just incredible. Yes. And uh, it's probably, I know it's distasteful to, to, to tank. I used to hate it. But in the situation they're in, if you're going to be in the lottery anyway, you might as well try to get the best lottery pick you can. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a great point. Dwight, on that note, thank you so much for taking time. You've got another appointment to get to, but uh, I loved your tweet about the Eagles. So glad you got to see them again, and maybe you and John, 10 years from now, will be comparing <laughs> notes again. I hope so. Thanks for the time, Dwight. John, John I hope we're both around to do that. <laughs> I agree. That would be great. Absolutely. Always fun to be on with you Thanks. Guys. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Dwight. Dwight James, our guest, the godfather of Portland Nice Sports. of him to join us. And he's he, when I called him, he said, I got an 11.30. It's a hard out. Okay, we'll we'll yeah. let you out before 11.30. He's got three minutes to spare. No, that's plenty of time. Plenty of time. Um, Sounds like you guys saw a transcendent uh, concert on Sunday. Yeah, he's 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 a veteran because if he's seen seven mm-hmm. seven of them live, mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, it was amazing. And a love a fest, I'm sure. And that... they're in Phoenix, so I'm telling my son, oh. you got to go. How many encores on a night? Just one. Just one, but do they, after the encore, do they play several? I yeah, mean, they, yeah. You know, you it bring was, them back with the incredible ovation. I think ovation three, and, three songs. Okay. I think it what was do they, do they? What do they close with? Uh, you do know, you remember? I, I think it was um, um, Desperado. Oh. I honestly can't remember. What did so they tired. open with? They opened with Hotel California. Yeah, sweet. Normally they would close with it, but okay. it was the Hotel California <laughs> tour. I didn't even know that. Okay. We will take a break. We look forward to your observations about uh, the Beavers, uh, gymnastics, baseball, hoops. They may want to talk a little bit about um, uh, crew chief Mike Kelly writing a note and placing it on the top of the roll bar. Who am I speaking of? Who did Kelly write the note to? I didn't follow this, but I found the story itself. It capped it. You know, you scroll, you scroll, you scroll. Who won the Daytona 500, Doc? That's what I'm asking you, essentially. And he hadn't won in five. I mean, I, I learned more today about the life of one Ricky Stenhouse Jr. than I had ever known before. But did anybody watch that over the weekend? What, what did you say? I was answering the phone. Why did you learn all this about the well, race? Well, you know, just every once in a while, you know how you say, we scroll, we scroll, yeah, you see yeah. headlines, we scroll, yeah. we scroll, we scroll. And the, the thing, the headline that caught my eye, just because I feel like we've been losing a few games and basketball and, you know, men's and women's hoops have lost some games. Yeah. yeah. I saw Stenhouse Jr. ends five-year losing streak. And I thought, well, <laughs> that's a little longer than what the Beavers have experienced this year. And so I read the whole story. We break. We'll come back. We have open phones and texts if you'd like to jump in. 497-5356. 497-5356. Anybody want to talk about the ending of a five-year Losing streak on 1240 Joe Radio. Hi, Beaver Nation. This is Damian Martinez, all conference running back and packs up offensive freshman of the year. Damian stays on his feet, turns the corner. Damnation Collective, the preferred collective of Oregon State Athletics, is a one stop shop for all OSU student athletes and teams to create, optimize, and promote their brand, their name, image, and likeness opportunities. Visit damnationcollective.com to commit. Go Beavs. And picking his way into the end zone, up the middle, Damian Martinez. Touchdown, Beavers. 
Now's the time to get a great deal on a Kubota Z200 Series mower on display now at Lindbetten Tractor and Tangent. The Z200 Series mower features the new K-Ride comfort system and delivery, a quality cut and an exceptional ride. You can get a Kubota Z200 Series mower for as low as $0 down and 0% interest APR for up to 36 months. Now through March 31st, see Lindbetten Tractor or go to KubotaUSA.com for a full disclaimer. Still doing business the American way. If you feel you're overpaying on your taxes and you're not as profitable as you should be, you're not alone. At Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, they can help because that's what they do. They work with individuals and business owners to lower your taxes, increase your profit, and manage your cash flow. They provide bookkeeping and payroll services too. Give them a call at 541-753-4185. That's 753-4185. And get in the game. Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis, your hometown tax team. And go Beavs! What happens when you're voted the best new car dealership and the best used car dealership in the mid Willamette Valley? Do you gloat about it? Or do you just simply say the complete redesigned CRV, HRV, Civic, Pilot, and Accords are now at Power Honda in Albany off of Sandy M Highway for you to take a test drive? I think you do both. And for more information, go to MyPowerHonda.com. That's MyPowerHonda.com. Um, um, Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin. Okay. Yeah. That's A- right. 80 for Brady. 80 for the Eagles? <laughs> or 80 we, we for We were just Brady. joking that, okay. that uh, I was, I'm 57, almost 58. And felt like you were the youngest. And I, felt, I said that to this guy sitting next to me. He had a, a spirit in his hand, yes. and he was an old... He reminded me of someone from Yellowstone. Nice, cool guy. <laughs> right, you know? right. And I looked at him, and he joked something to me. I said something, and I said, I think I'm the youngest guy in the building. He goes, maybe, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you may have been. What a great experience for you guys. Happy for you. Open phones if you want to jump in on anything. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in the, uh, the longest Daytona 500 ever. 212 laps, 530 miles, double overtime, won by Ricky Stenhouse Jr., ending a five-year losing streak in the great American race. What's double that, overtime? Well, I, I don't what does exactly, that mean? I, I, I don't exactly know the techniques. We'll, we'll hear, you know, I don't know if they have a Kansas plan for that or what. George has a cousin who races on the circuit. He'll, he can okay. text us. Anybody, you know, feel free if you watched it, but it was the longest ever. Of the Daytona 500. So if you have any Good thoughts on that, feel free. Beaver baseball. I, I had a, a cause. Dwight used the word. I had pause on the opener. You know, the, you just don't lose the opener. The Beavers never seem well, feels like they never Mexico. lose the opener. So I was, I was nervous. And then the next day looked like that could slip too. And I was nervous. Good that it did. I feel better. Ryan Brown's performance to close the game right. made me feel good. Right. And the ensuing couple of days. What made me feel better about yesterday was two two pitchers that did very well on a Johnny Allstaff day. A.J. Hutchison and Dave texted you and I both and said A.J.'s already become a fan favorite down in Surprise. Good to know. Dave is making his trip home, and I believe we're catching Dave not in Tumwater, but Dave in Boardman on his way back from Surprise. Dave, thanks for checking in. Welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. Thanks. Good to speak to both of you, gentlemen. Let me first start with the Eagles, John. One of the best lines in music history. Pretty girls 
team doesn't mm. learn. Mm. <laughs> pretty girls. Oh, how's that? Yeah. Pretty girls seem to, to learn. How to open a door with just a smile. Yeah, and then about two phrases later, they say, Every form of refuge has its price. One of the greatest lines it is, in, in music. Uh, Lion Eyes yeah. is one of the, the great tunes. We were taught that we put that in the queue amongst their top five songs ever. Anyway, Dave, what do you got? Excellent. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to chime in. I just to give a quick travelogue. I know the only person interested in that is probably <laughs> myself. But we've been very fortunate. It's kind of dusty. The wind's blowing over here. But when we got through the Siskiyou's, Okay, Super Bowl Sunday, a day later, it snowed. All hell's breaking loose behind us in Flagstaff. We came by way of Glen Canyon. Now I know what that hassle, the people were upset about the building of Glen Canyon, Dan, Edward Abbey, the Monkey Wrench uh, gang. I can see why that upset some people. Great industrial history. Got through Salt Lake City. Got through the blues. It's going to be snowing. From one o'clock on, but we're, we somehow uh, we had providence. It was providential, Mike. The providence mm-hmm. uh, that we were able to get through. But yes, um, things look a little iffy there on Friday. First of all, it's it's like a reunion when everyone gets together and surprised. The weather is almost always better than it would be at home. It was could it was a little chilly that first Friday, but everyone was glad to be there. I, I saw friends of long-standing, of course, Dominic and his wife were there. I, they might be on their way back, too. Saw Linda and Debbie from my fan club. It's always nice to see them and many other people. <laughs> but, the yeah, the pitching looked a little, a little uh, on the rough side. Middle relief in particular, as TJ was saying. Defense, I mean, it wasn't uh, so, uh, up the middle. Uh, at the outfield of the other teams uh, outplayed us, I thought on both uh, the Friday and Saturday game. But it's as if once they got their sea legs, the team seemed to settle down. But the pivotal figure, and I stand by it, he's even got the right number, Mike, number 32, A.J. Hutchison. He he looks good. He looks feisty. He's got the personality you want, that kind of combative, Todd McGraw-like personality you want in a reliever. That guy looks like he's he's got the hit factor, can't wait to see him again this weekend. Uh, and so that, that's my brief report on uh, the uh, – we left uh, after the game Sunday just so we could get a head start on things. Thank goodness we did because we'd be in the thick of it if we were in Flagstaff mm. or southern Utah today. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, Hutchison certainly made quite an impression. You, I could tell from your text to us that he was a fan favorite. Fans were really kind of engaged with him and how well he pitched and stranding the runners. Did it? I, I don't know if, if you saw enough of Ian Lawson or no. It, it struck me listening to Josh talk about Ian Lawson's outing, and I haven't talked to Rich Dorman, the pitching coach, yet about an uptick perhaps in velocity or stuff or command or whatever else. I know that they've believed in how good Ian can be, and they kind of wanted to see him make a jump. Small sample size, but David strikes me as maybe he fits in that category. Well, that may be, Mike. And so, again, I, <laughs> I know I tire you guys out with this, but I come at this, I make these calls, and the, the things I offer by way of perspective, it's from a fan's point of view. The Oregon State coaching staff was running a lot of guys through the cycle on mm-hmm. Friday. They, 
we saw at, at one point I said to Scott, I think we've seen everyone on the staff. Mm-hmm. In fact, we had, but it seemed like it. So in that context, when you're refamiliarizing yourself with the roster, you have the same thing, you don't get the conference play in football until you kind of know who's who. And so I, I got to get through a couple weekends. Right. And so that might all might very well be true, but it gets to, again, from a fan's perspective, there were a lot of guys cycling through that didn't seem to be very effective. And then Hutchison shows up, mm-hmm. and it was, it, was, it was wonderful. I mean, this guy had command. He had fight. He had spirit. He turned, that, uh, uh, he, uh, turned things around So um, uh, with, uh, with a gritty performance. Came in again a couple of days later. So that might all be true, and maybe you can, even Hutchison's is maybe too small a sample right, size. Right. But I but I can read the crowd, Mike. That I am expert at, and the Oregon State crowd loved that kid. Good, good. Hey, and and on Lawson yesterday, I don't know if you were traveling, but Ian goes three innings, perfect innings, six strikeouts, no hits, no walks. And I heard Josh at times referring to the radar gun. I thought he said 92, 93 once or twice. I know he said 92, and that strikes me as, <clears throat> with that, without having looked at my notes quite yet for the upcoming season, still in basketball, and we'll rejoin here in a couple of weeks with baseball, but that strikes me as a, a significant uptick in terms of just an outing like that against a good club. UCSB is a good program and a good club, and he dominated them for three innings no base runners, six strikeouts. That's a good outing, Dave. Oh, no no question, Mike. And we, we were able to check in intermittently. I mean, self-service can get a little spotty between Flagstaff and Page and between Page and Kinev. I mean, that Red Rock country. We're, we've determined we're always coming back this way from now on rather than back through California yeah. or through eastern Nevada. We just kind of fell in love with that country. First time I've... I've uh, Across the Colorado River that far up. But anyway, uh, so we were able to catch the progress of the game. I was getting texts from my buddy Scott mm-hmm. intermittently, so, so that, that's all true. Looking forward to uh, being, back, being down there again uh, for the home opener with my buddy Dickie and his wife. So just looking forward. Good. Baseball is back. It's always a good thing, Mike. It is indeed. Thank you, Dave, for the report. I hope the trip finishes up. Uh, well and safely for you. Thanks for taking time, as always, and we'll talk again later in the week. Thank you, Dave. Thanks so much. A couple of other observations from baseball, and any of you who may have traveled down there or still down there listening to the show, whatever the case, feel free to text us on the University Honda text line, 497-5356. Give us a call, same number. That's the Downward Dog phone line, 497 497- Five three five six. A couple of guys on offense that I just sort of liked the sound of as I was listening to Josh and his outstanding calls during the weekend, but there were a couple of players that, ooh, I like this. I like what I'm hearing. Micah McDowell, a guy that... Been around for a while. Yeah, he has, and has always been a guy that the coaches have said he's got loads of potential and great tools. Mm-hmm. He's got to stay healthy. If we can keep him healthy and just get him on the right track, he could be, he could have a big season, a big career. I know when he came in, he was highly regarded. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm liking the way he's swinging early. 
Ruben Cedillo is swinging it well. Garrett Forrester, Travis Pizan. I mean, it looks like there could be some life. Gavin Turley is a phenomenal player. Kyle Dernetti homers. You feel like, okay, okay. Tanner Smith, a grand slam. Mason Guerra yesterday, a game-winning walk-off double to 10-run the Gauchos. Right. Just maybe. They're going to find ways when Dave talks about running a lot of pitchers out there, running them through, kind of testing them in different circumstances to see sort of who they are and what they as the coaches have and who can be trusted in certain situations or not so much, whatever. I like the way the offense came to life, and it made me think, okay, yeah, you're losing a lot of productivity in the uh, often mentioned all three outfielders and all excellent hitters all gone from last year's club which finished one win shy of Omaha. But maybe they're finding some answers. We'll find out more this weekend. But the way the weekend finished, certainly feel better than the way it started on Friday. Especially, you know, on a, on a fourth day where you only, use, you only have to use three pitchers, mm-hmm. that's a really good sign. Yeah. They did very well. Also, uh, Josh had mentioned in one of the games that after the first game loss, they got a good talking to, and a lot of stuff got cleaned up immediately. Dave referred to some of the some of the sloppiness defensively from Friday that improved yeah. from Saturday on. So that was good. And then I got to thinking, if Sellers just had a nervous first outing, and he really has the stuff that he has, the which stuff of course is good. he does, Seven strikeouts, then yeah. really that's a bonus. Yeah. We will uh we have one more break to uh take. Four nine seven fifty three fifty six. Four nine seven five three five six. Let's uh, grab Paul before we take that last break this hour. And the rest of the day, Beaver Nation, we'd love to hear from you on anything that struck your fancy over the weekend, or maybe it didn't. <laughs> but how did Sydney do in her second uh, shot at being an analyst working with Elise Woodward on Friday night? Sydney herself will join us on Thursday to yeah. talk about the experiences that she's had behind the mic. Sydney Weiss on Thursday will have other guests as we go this week on the Joe Beaver Show. I wanted so much to go to that game on uh, Friday in Seattle. We it was going to be a tight, you know, trying to get from downtown over to across. Mm-hmm. You know, we would have Ubered over or whatever else, but a very sort of last second development. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of the following musicians. This did not quite have the impact of 23,000 at Moda Center and perfection (laughs) from the Eagles. But my daughter was coming up to see with her boyfriend, Bill Frizzell, and uh, uh, a beautiful guitarist and a trumpeter, Ambrose Akinmasiri. Now, it took me a while on that. I felt like I was getting ready for a fever football game with DJ at quarterback. But Ambrose Akin Musuri, I believe, is the correct pronunciation of just the music Friday night at the Moore Theater in downtown Seattle. I went with my daughter and her boyfriend to that show. Ooh. Beautiful. 1,500 people in the Moore Theater. Seattle's oldest venue had opened in 1907. Heroes of mine, Jolson and the Marx Brothers, have played live in that theater, so I looked around thinking of Groucho and Jolie. But the music was gorgeous. Talk about perfection. It was Acoustic guitar? uh, Electric guitar from uh, Bill Frizzell. And And trumpet. And trumpet, but it was, they each had, it was a a trio 
mean, he had uh, pianists and saxophonists and drummers. I mean, the music was in jazz, jazz fusion, whatever the I genre love, is called. That. It was incredible. I love that. It lifted the soul. It was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And Mike Rich, a big fan of Bill Frizzell, who did music for Finding Forrester. Oh. Mike's original motion picture. Cool. Let's go to uh, Paul before we break on the Downward Dog phone line. Good morning, Paul. Hey, good morning, Mike. You you took the, what I wanted to say. I thought that Michael McDowell came on and made a statement that he needs to be starting. Well, that that may be, and, and he is, isn't he? I mean, there, he at least has a chance to be one of the three. I don't know how many games he did start, but he looks like a guy that's uh, swinging the bat well out of the gate, and that's great to see. Yeah, I think he got his first hit when he pinched hit there, I think, in the first game. Okay. Uh, and and I, I didn't get to listen. I was on the road. I was down in Florida, so I didn't get to hear any of Saturday's game. Uh, but uh, I listened to the last two, and it was pretty encouraging. I, I just thought that they uh, were kind of uh, getting used to things on Friday. And then Saturday, they started opening up. And then Saturday and Sunday, they were lights out hitting the baseball. And uh, I don't know. Usually, pitching's ahead of, of hitting, but but it seems like our hitting's ahead of the pitchers right now. Yeah, sixteen hits yesterday with multiple hit games for a bunch of guys. Travis Bazana looks like he's going to have another big year. But Ruben Cedillo and Micah McDowell are guys. Ruben's new to the program. Micah is not new, but he's not had two two great years. Whereas yesterday he went two for five with a run scored, and looks like he's. It looks like the, all of the potential I've been hearing about from him, maybe, you know, he can fulfill all of that this year if he's fully healthy. Well, I I don't think that Mike McDowell had a chance with the outfield we had there last year. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of those guys that's been waiting in the wings, and yep. now he's going to get his chance because he's competing against freshmen. So yep. I, I think that uh, he'll be a like a, uh, a very good uh, solidifying the outfield and helping those freshmen. Yep. Sounds good. Anything else, Paul? No, that was good. Okay. I just had to miss that gymnastics meet. I just had to look up and see what Jay Carey did. That's, that's amazing. Oh, one other thing. The university has given all of the squad ticket holders six tickets for the March 11th gymnastic and this weekend Civil War. Nice. Uh, basketball game. So I've already got all my Civil War or the basketball game tickets uh, uh, spoken for. Excellent. And a couple of the ones to the gymnastics meet. So they're trying to fill up the gym. Sounds good. Look forward to seeing you there. Thank you, Paul. Good talking to you. We'll, we'll, we'll have tickets to give away, by the way, to both the men's game and the women's Arizona State game for this weekend. Excellent. Let's break. We'll come back if you have any thoughts you'd like to contribute on any of the above. And Three starts out of four games, by the way. Micah started three. He didn't start the opener. But the last three, and he's swinging it well. Yeah, six hits. Brady Casper, Mike, if any of you have first impressions, seeing the club for the first time, only four games in, but we'd love to hear those impressions from you. And just what it was like, Dave said it's like a reunion every spring this time of year. Any thoughts on your trip and experience of surprise if you went down there, maybe for the first time? 497 5356, 1240 Joe Radio. The Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies, including Safeco Insurance. 
If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, or Tom Worth. They'll help you find an insurance plan that works best for you. Call 541-757-1315 or stop by at 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. The Unified Insurance Group, your hometown team, always putting you first. When you think of Albans, you think plumbing. And when you think of plumbing, you think water. Hi, this is Katie Albin. Some plumbing projects don't have anything to do with water. At Albans Plumbing, we also work with natural gas and propane lines. So if you need a gas line for home heating, cooking, or for a gas water heater, give us a call. At Albans Plumbing, plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282, Albans Plumbing. You know that feeling when that bold flavor hits? That feeling is back with citrus lime shrimp only at Qdoba. Freshly sautéed in-house in a tangy citrus lime sauce, their sustainable sourced shrimp give you all the tasty feels. Create your own masterpiece with your favorite toppings or go all out with their surf and turf featuring citrus lime shrimp and flame-grilled steak for double the flavor. Order today at Qdoba.com. Hi, everybody. This is Mike Parker. We recently had the need to replace some major appliances, and I'm delighted to report that we called Brandon and his team at Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon. We couldn't be happier with our experience. They answered all of our questions, put us in the best deal, and promptly delivered and installed a new washer and dryer. When you are in need of an appliance, I strongly encourage you to call Kellenberger Appliance. Visit Kellenbergers.com or stop by Kellenberger Appliance at 21 North Main Street in Lebanon. A big thank you from the Parkers to Kellenberger Appliance. At family-owned and operated Lifetime Gutters, they have over 20 years of experience in providing exceptional gutter services to a wide range of commercial and residential properties in the Willamette Valley, including gutter installation, cleaning, maintenance, and moss treatment. At Lifetime Gutters, they set the standard in guaranteed quality craftsmanship and back it with a lifetime warranty. To learn more or request a quote, contact Lifetime Gutters today at 541-360-0145 or visit their website at lifetime-gutters.com. Hey everyone, Pacific Brick Espresso located off of Pacific Boulevard in Albany by Browers Bookstore and a new location off of Highway 99 in Tangent next to Riverland Rentals invites you to experience their quaint little drive through coffee shops with their comforting drinks and welcoming conversations. Open 5.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday and 8 a.m. 12.30 p.m. on Saturday. Pacific Perk Espresso, family owned and family friendly all day long. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Hi, this is Jake the glass man. Let me fix the crack in your glass. For windshield repair, call me first. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Ah, the RV life. Carefree living at its best. Find everything you need for worry-free RV living at Lassen RV Parts and Service. At Lassen RV, you can talk to experts who will see to it that you have the right solution for your RV. We carry everything right down to the special RV-approved two-ply toilet paper. Lassen RV and Lassen RV Parts and Service, where friends send their friends. Just east of I-5 on Highway 20 in Albany and at LassenRV.com. So the other day, yeah, I was writing, yeah, keeping a journal and have been since March 11th of 2020, coming up on year three. 
when the world shut down in Vegas. And I just decided that day down in Vegas, waiting to get out of Vegas. After Lucas hit the three and the Beavers beat yeah. Utah, we're going to play Oregon again. I had the chart created and had done all of my pregame interviews. I was working that night while listening yep. and watching and you were gonna, Arizona. Yep. So I've been keeping a journal ever since. And in the, in the last entry, I don't write every day, but fairly often. Mm-hmm. I think I wrote 19... I wrote 1970 something in my, I don't know why, but I was thinking about the 1970s. And so February 19th, 1970, I had to scratch it out and put in 2023. So that was a little bit of a time passage. We will have a podcast guest this week. Looking forward to it. This will run later in the week, but Dr. Mary Budke, Mm -hmm. Part of the celebration of Title IX at Oregon State and the greatness of Dr. Mary Budke. But in making notes about her ahead of our conversation, which we will enjoy later, I wrote, she was an ER physician in Los Angeles, New York, Eugene, and retired in 1971. I meant 2011. What's going on? What's happening in my head? Well, That's you twice were thinking this one week. thing and wrote the other. Something tells me we've actually talked to her before. Mary Budke? It's possible. Yeah. But I don't don't think so. In highlighting women's sports over the years. 2011, she retired. She lives in Palm Desert. Somebody may have have been retired. Well, she may have come up for Waverly. She she did play uh, in the 45th anniversary of her U.S. amateur national title in 1972 when she was a student at Oregon State. Mm Mm-hmm. She came up to Waverly to celebrate the 45th anniversary of that. Maybe it's possible yeah. we could have spoken with her on the, that occasion, but I think we would remember a little bit, although I don't even know what year it is. Yeah. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the Joe Beaver Show. <laughs> As uh, we get ready for spring training to get underway, Stephen Kwan has been is the latest podcast that was up last week, and it's they're always up. You go back and listen to anything you want. But... Um, what did I hear? Did I, I said something during one of the men's basketball broadcasts? Somebody came to me, I think in Pullman, maybe somewhere, but he was so excited to come up and tell me, Mike, when the Beavers play the Huskies, this might have been in Seattle over the weekend, when the mm-hmm. Beavers play the Huskies in baseball uh, this spring yes. in Seattle. Right. That's opening weekend for the Mariners against the Guardians and Quan that really? same weekend. I feel like it's going to be, and I don't know, uh, Grace, I need a one-way ticket to see how <laughs> That's uh, uh, TJ, come on in. Is that true? Do the Mariners open with the Guardians? I want, And does it coincide with the Beaver baseball trip? Come on in, TJ, come on in. It's a good question. Um, Doug Blair told me he tried to buy tickets to those games in Seattle. They're not selling tickets to... People or Beaver fans, I said, how can they do that? And he said, I don't know, but they. I mean, you can't if you if they see a Corvallis address. What if you're I, a Washington alum down I, I here? I guess I don't. I don't know. So you're they're not allowing Beaver fans to buy tickets through the Husky website for that series. That's what he said. Okay, well, there may be something to it. Yeah, well, well he goes to those games. I know they don't, but then they they don't want the they, they don't, don't want, want Beaver Nation Beavers. to overwhelm Husky fans. So TJ. Do He's the sneaking to the open. stadium. Uh, I'm double checking the Beavers schedule. with the Guardians. What, what weekend? What well, weekend? I know they Mariners open on the 30th. 
at home against Cleveland. Okay, do you have I don't have the baseball schedule in I'm front of me. Scrolling. It would be on Hank's release. I am scrolling. Look at the release, brother. I am scrolling. Uh correct. So so the Beavers visit There is overlap. March thirty first, Friday, yep. first game of the series. And what day do the Mariners open? Thursday? Uh Yes, Thursday on the 30th, and they play on the uh, four-game series to start the weekend. Ooh. There's going to be a little crossover action there. (laughs) So so the fan who came to me and said, Mike, I'm excited about the Beavers coming to play the Huskies, and you know that same weekend who's in town? I go, the Eagles? Uh, (laughs) No, Stephen Kwan, even better. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's that's cool. That's going to be fun. It's going to be cool. Good luck getting opening night tickets. I know. I know. But, you know, come on now. Gary Hill, baby. Gary Hill, our well, good friend. You, you got connections. Come on. <laughs> you guys do, too. You got to push the buttons, but it'll be sold out. Yeah, it will. And I've never been to a Mariners opening night, but we'll be there on Thursday ahead of the game on Friday with the Huskies. So you got to go. I know. Yeah, when's first pitch? Seven uh, ten. Go, yeah, man. Go. Time. Get but a press you pass figure so, it you out. Can, so you can talk to Steven. Yeah. There we go. I bet I, bet I, I don't know. Who's this joker <laughs> applying for a credential? Out of I'll be turned down, but Albany, I might. Oregon. I might. <laughs> Pull some strings. If I have any strings to pull, I'm going to play every card I've got to try to get in there Thursday night. That's cool to know. Thank you for the confirmation on that. And there are many out there now going, oh, yeah, we've known this for the last. Well, good for you. <laughs> Happy for you to be seeing the Beavers and Quan. We will break. We've got an hour to go. Great to have you with us on 1240 Joe Radio. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240. Joe Radio. I'm Jim Chesko with your money now. Interest rate concerns have stocks broadly and sharply lower today. The S&P 500 is down 74 points. The Dow Industrials totaling 636. The Nasdaq Composites sliding 255 points. Tesla is reportedly considering buying Brazil-based lithium miner Sigma Lithium, which is currently valued at $3 billion. With the rapidly rising costs of key materials or key minerals for battery production, Tesla has been considering venturing into the mining world. Sigma Lithium's biggest shareholder, a Brazilian private equity fund, is considering pushing for a sale of the company. Boscov's is known pretty well in its home state of Pennsylvania. More than half of its 49 department stores are located there. It also has stores in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, and four other eastern states. And this fall, the 109-year-old family-owned chain will open its 50th store in a mall in Bridgeport, West Virginia. U.S. oil futures fell today. April crude down in 19 cents. That's your money now. At Total Wine and More, you'll find what you love and love what you find. I'm looking for a whiskey that will blow my buddies away. This single barrel bourbon is a surefire hit. Oh, yeah. Whoa, did you hear that? I feel like a rock star. Well, finding this bottle at that price, you totally are. Find what you love, love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Pickup and delivery available at TotalWine.com. Drink responsibly. B21. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose, oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Summer, with all of its events and parties, is on the way. Call Forks and Corks today and make your reservation. 
Large or small, Forks and Corks Catering will make your event spectacular. From sit-down dinners to buffets or delicious bites, they'll work with you to choose a menu based on taste and budget. Forks and Corks will ensure an enjoyable experience for you and your guests. A spectacular symphony of sensory delight. View their menu and list of venues online. Forks and Corks Catering, events designed to delight. Catering to the Willamette Valley since 2011. At family-owned and operated Lifetime Gutters, they have over 20 years of experience in providing exceptional gutter services to a wide range of commercial and residential properties in the Willamette Valley, including gutter installation, cleaning, maintenance, and moss treatment. At Lifetime Gutters, they set the standard in guaranteed quality craftsmanship and back it with a lifetime warranty. To learn more or request a quote, contact Lifetime Gutters today at 541-360-0145 or visit their website at lifetime-gutters.com. Hi, this is Dennis Silvers, the golf guru, with another Golf Minute tip to improve your putting. The majority of missed putts, around 80%, miss on the low side of the hole, what is referred to as the amateur side. That's because most golfers misread the break. They see only a small percentage of the actual break of the putt. As a consequence, they compensate with both the setup and stroke of the putt. To make more breaking putts, start by doubling the break that you see. If you read a putt that breaks 6 inches, that's 6 inches from the edge plus another 2 inches to the heart of the cup. Double your initial read to 12, then add the 2 inches from the edge to the middle of the cup. Your new read should be 14 inches of break. Don't get hung up on exact distances. You need to merely estimate. See the high point of the putt, figure roughly twice that, add another 2 inches to center cut the putt, then make your stroke. So remember, do the math. Double the break and add 2 to the heart, and you'll break the heart of your opponent. Love it. For the Golf Minute, I'm Dennis Silvers. This week, Staples has deals so good, you're going to want to sit down. Are you sitting? I'll wait. Great. Right now during Staples Sitathon, select chairs are up to 50% off, like the Union and Scale Essentials Task Chair. Now just $89.99 at Staples. You save $90. Plus, a 24-pack of True Clear bottled water is only $2.99 or only $1.99 with the Staples Connect app. So take a seat or two. Right now at Staples, the working, learning, and saving store. Ends 225. In-store only. Water limit one. While supplies last. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. Is on the air. Try to remember. Oh, that's right. Touchdown, Beavers! As we try to recall how things used to be, the Beavers have recovered a fumble on a flea flicker attempt. Yesterday, all my troubles seemed so far away. We seek to come to grips with the current state of affairs. Nobody told me there'd be days like these. Strange days indeed. Strange days indeed. All the while believing things could be better than they were today. As we wait, we invite you to join us for another run of the Joe Beaver Show, where our hearts always remain hopeful. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun, I say, 
It's all right. And now, here come John and Mike on the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Well, the thing is, the All-Star Game, Larry, so you have a text from Larry. I, I believe it's from okay. Larry. I have to look back to see. Right. We have open phones and a text. The thing is, Dwight is not a Luddite in terms of, if he were, you know, I mean, he he, he is not that at all. He's progressive in the sense of embracing and welcoming certain changes in the great game of baseball and, mm-hmm. you know, different things. He just says the all-star game. Now, this is where I'm asking. I asked Dwight how much he watched of it. None, he said, <laughs> which equals the amount of time I watched the all-star game. Well, you game. have to watch a few seconds to see how bad it is. Well, what I'm wondering, I've seen, I saw a couple of highlights. highlights I've yeah. seen some photographs yeah. of the standing around defense and all of that 10 so, seconds of a highlight it's, so so larry to larry's point larry feel free to text us back or call when you know the luddites lost i think he said or whatever else things change you embrace the market and the demographic okay so i guess what i'm asking is is that a win a winner for a younger demo and for people who've come up, oh it's the greatest thing ever we loved it the that's what I'm asking. Now, I, I'm asking it to the wrong audience because we are an Eagles concert. <laughs> yeah, we are. Together. There's a we few all love the people. Eagles. But I guess what I'm wondering, did any of you watch any of the All-Star Weekend festivities? And what worked for you? What was fun? What was good? Do you, And even if you didn't, you know that your nieces and nephews and grandsons and grandchildren or kids or you yourself did. I'd love to hear from anybody that experienced the All-Star Weekend and any of its festivities and said, man, that was great. Yeah. I'd love yeah, it, Because it may have been, and it may have just indeed be a change that has occurred, neither necessarily good nor bad, just different. So feel free to share with us how much you enjoyed these things. If you call Dwight out for him calling out the NBA and saying it's an insult to basketball. Mm-hmm. The game, the game. So if you have any thoughts on that, and I agree with Larry, who called Dwight out for calling it that and describing it that way. Feel free. Did you watch any of the Great American Race? Did you? Were you pulling for Ricky Stenhouse? The, you got to believe. We believe. Said Mike Kelly was the note that he tucked into the roll bar before the race began. We believe. And so you got to believe. Said Tug McGraw, and you believe, and he believed, and he got through a five-year losing streak, one for the first time since winning at Daytona, the summer race in 2017. So if any of these other things that we're talking about here, it's the Joe Beaver show, but heck, we have open phones. Gymnastics, <laughs> did you go? How transcendent and great was Jade Carey's performance for you as a fan? You've been going a long time. How good was that? How good is this team? How exciting have those events been? Are you talking about on the on the beam? Well, overall, well, her her all around score was he she broke her own record again. Yeah. I'm just wondering, for you as a longtime fan of that sport, <laughs> do you see do you see the difference in terms of what this is what you know a gold medalist in the Olympics looks like? I mean, as good as the other talented athletes are, and the ones that you've seen through the years, you, she walks out there, and it's unlike anything you've ever yeah, seen. Here. It would be like having Talanoa Hufunga on your football team. Right now. 
well, yeah, now, and he's better now than he was five years ago, but five years ago he was in right. high school, or six years ago he was in high school, and yet now he's a starting safety in the NFL and right. stood out on the high school football field, and I think he did. He didn't start right away at USC, but he did work himself mm-hmm. up to being an all-conference player, and I think an All-American at USC before getting drafted, but just dominate, right. absolutely so much more skilled. I, I don't want to use the word better. Better is the word, but more skilled and uh, just her teammates love her. And, and the rest of the team is yeah. fantastic. But it's having an elite, an absolute right. elite pro on your team. And, and that's what's kind of unique and special about college. And that is the question, too, that we're asking is, has she almost single-handedly turned you into a fan that you'd been to a gymnastics meet here and there, but this Jade Carey thing, this Jade Carey phenomenon, you've been going, you've been taking your kids. I'm not, I'm not trying to put words in anyone's mouth. I'm just trying to reach for the impact that she may have had upon any of you in our listening audience in terms of the sport itself and what the meets have been like, what the experience and the energy and the buzz in the building when she's performing what is that like for you as a longtime citizen of the community, casual fan of the sport, maybe even an intense fan of the sport, but you've never seen anything quite like this? I mean, I, I'm just trying to get a range of your thoughts on it on the Joe Beaver Show. That, if you have any thoughts on men's and women's hoops over the weekend, the all-star festivities, Beaver baseball, did you go to surprise? Did you follow the games closely? Did you watch flow sports? Did you listen who are the players, the things, the moments that jumped out at you, gave you cause for pause, gave you cause for excitement and enthusiasm for what may unfold this year? So we have open phones is what I'm saying. 497-5356, the phones and the text line. Beaverton Bruce here. Just heard Tum Waters call, and my wife Sally and I are also uh, driving back from Surprise. Spent last night in Flagstaff and Southern Utah right now and. No new snow, but it's forecast for tonight. Great long weekend, nice weather. I'll have to get to the yeah. rest of it after I grab yeah. this phone gotcha. call. Gotcha. Yeah, a little uh, the way the world works, the downward dog phone line is ringing. So we hope to uh, have somebody on here in a moment that will enable Johnny to get back to perusing the text from Bruce uh, from Beaverton, who will join us here in a moment. And then we will get uh, one more call behind Harold, who will be first up. Harold will be first. We've got an on-deck hitter. I don't know if it's Ruben Cedillo or Garrett Forrester, but we're going to have Harold. And then uh, Michael McNally. Who, who, and who's on two? Doug. Very good. Harold and Doug. And before you, let's finish up the uh, text yeah. from Bruce. Uh, uh, nice weather. A lot of Beaver fans. Team got better every game. Very sloppy and no and no hitting plus low energy on Friday. Interesting. Some terrible base running, particularly by Bazana, that needs to get cleaned up ASAP. Not sure if the infield at Surprise Stadium was an issue. Did the team have time to practice on it before Friday's game? Question mark. But five errors in the first two games was way too many overall. A good bounce back, though, Yeah. from the rough start. Uncharacteristic. And I wondered... Can anybody explain to me, not seeing it, listening to it, there was an odd play, and would love to hear from any of you who saw it. Josh himself might be able to explain if I 
had time. You know. There are moments we all leave you in the lurch. We apologize as broadcasters. It happens once in a while. And, and not Josh did a tremendous job. There was one moment, though, where I couldn't quite figure out what happened, and it sounded like the there was a replay, whether the ball was fair or foul. Bazana hit it. Bazana tripled or something. And then did he wander off the base and get tagged out? I, I, that's what I'm, and then they reviewed to see whether it was fair or foul on that play. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out exactly what happened and why Bazana was out between third and home. Did he run through a stop sign? Did he, it, it was a triple and he thought he could get an inside the park home run. And he, he got hot. I heard Josh say something about, he got in a rundown and got tagged out. So was that simply it? He ran through a stop mm-hmm. sign and then tried to scramble back. But then he was, Josh said he was pointing, Travis was pointing at something. So I was confused in a moment, Mm. in that moment in time. In the meantime, let's go to Harold. We've got Doug on deck. Harold, thanks for the call. Good afternoon, and welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. Good afternoon to you, too. I I started following Jade uh, when she, uh, I found out that she had signed a letter of intent to come up here. I was back in 2017, and I was able to find some of her stuff when she was doing her elite and watching her. And her, just her, the way she, the way she jumps, my God, she can, she looks like she can jump out of the building <laughs> and makes everything, she makes the difficult stuff look so simple. Mm-hmm. And if you watched her uh, gold medal, uh, uh, routine at the Olympics, mm-hmm. uh, she does just half, not less than half of what she did in that. And she makes it just look so simple. She's so damn graceful. Mm. That's really a, fun to watch. Yeah, no, I have you, have you been coming down to the meets? No, I can't. I've lived too far away. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. I so you're watching, out you're I watching can't. them though on the PAC 12 network or some other means. Oh yeah. yeah, you can stream if it's not on the it's on the network, but some of it's streamed on Oregon. Uh, Harold, let me ask the you. Oregon. Yeah, no, you're right. Let me ask you a question about. Do you feel as though I've been getting this, and I don't know enough about judging, I don't know enough about scoring in the sport. She got two perfect tens in the win over Arizona. Just missed another one. Is she held to a higher standard, do you think, by judges that she could have tens very often, but they, they, they've they been somewhat stingy in doling them out, holding her to a standard that's different than for others? Oh, I think so. Okay. I think so. I mean, she's just that she's just that good. And it's like her beam routine uh, the other night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know where you can find half a point on it. So... <laughs> And, a lot, and I'm not the only one. It's this, uh, the the people that are broadcasting, the the lady that's the mm-hmm. uh, does the color on it. Mm-hmm. She was asking a couple of times, where the hell did they find that five points deduction? <laughs> so She's, uh, that's a great and, call. And, 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 and the one thing that she does, I think, uh, she brings, she's bringing the the rest of the team up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just being there, I'll tell you what. On their on her first, I think one of her first uh, deals last year, her her meets, they were playing UCLA. They were going against UCLA, mm-hmm. and then they had uh, San Luis Obispo 
was there doing a, they got rained out or snowed out from, uh, from a meet in Alaska. So. Yeah. I, Harold, are it you? It was funny on her, on her floor routine, one thing on her floor routine, as the camera passed around, you could see all the kids from San Luis Obispo coming out to watch <laughs> and the kids from uh, right. UCLA were running up to, to catch the, to catch that routine. Yep. That's special. That's when you're suck, when you're sucking every all, all the other all the other athletes into watch you, you're good. Absolutely. Hey, Harold, thank you. Great call, and thank you for making it and jumping in on the Jade Carey phenomenon. We're looking forward to hearing from others of you who may have jumped on and are experiencing it, embracing it, loving it, maybe even coming to the sport more readily, uh, consistently than you ever have before. What do your kids think? I talked to. One of the coaches on staff in another sport saw uh, him driving around near Gill. I said, where are you heading? This was, are you going to this? Are you going? Oh, yeah. We're going to gymnastics this weekend. Our kids love it. And it's, it, it's, it's become part of their routine. Are we going to gymnastics? So I'm just wondering, is that being repeated around the Valley in your own world and experience in a way that maybe it hasn't mm-hmm. before? The Jade Carey effect. Well, their crowds phenomenon. are certainly bigger this year. Scored 10, Jade did, on the vault and floor, 9.975 on the beam, 9.9 on the uneven parallel bars or all-around score, 39.875, the best in the country this season, Ooh. and breaks uh, her own all-around score at Oregon State. Amazing. And the best in the nation. Amazing. So what's it been like to follow her? Harold just gave us an exp- uh, his own experience of it. If any of you would like to jump in on that as we carry on and open phones on the Joe Bieber Show, we'd love to hear from you. 497-5356. Doug in Salem, good afternoon. Welcome to the Joe Bieber Show. Well, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate your uh, tribute to Bob Blackburn when you did the, uh, um, oh, the, yes. the, the basketball game. Up in Seattle. Um, Thank you. It, he was really a great announcer for Beaver Sports for many years. In between all the uh, the Vaughn Street Beaver baseball stuff, I remember as a kid growing up out in the northeast part of Portland, out in Sandy Boulevard, there was a bus that went right to Vaughn Street, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it was nice to listen to him and Raleigh Truitt yes. do all those games. And it was really nice to do your little tribute. You somehow you found a a, a broadcast of the. Seattle Super Sonics when they won the championship. It was nice of you to do that for him. Well, thank you. You know, and it's interesting, Doug, and I'm going to ask John, so hang on, Doug. I, I don't want you to go away yet, but I'm going to ask John a quick question. Mike Shacker, our excellent producer engineer, mm-hmm. tells me that he emailed you over the weekend. He emailed to you the Bob Blackburn cut that I played in our postgame show uh, after the Beavers game in Seattle on Saturday. If we can find it, we'll play it again, Doug, on this show. I love hearing Bob's great voice, his tremendous talent. But part of the reason we did it, not only because we were in Seattle, Tim Shelton on the Beaver bench as one of Wayne's assistants. Good article by Kerry Eggers on Tim this week at com. Lonnie Shelton played on that Sonics championship team. But... Our producer-engineer back in Jefferson City, Missouri, was Bobby Blackburn. (laughs) No relation. So when I ask, I get on the headset before every game, who am I working with back in Jeff City today? And the guy goes, 
I'm Bobby. I said, Bobby who? He said, Bobby Blackburn. I said, well, Bobby Blackburn, it's nice to meet you and talk to you. I'll be talking about your namesake in a slightly different context later. As soon as I heard I was working with a Bobby Blackburn, you know, Doug, I couldn't let that go, thinking about our own great late Bob Blackburn. So thank you for listening and noticing that. I appreciate it. Yes, it was kind of interesting. There's a Bobby Blackburn and a Bob Blackburn. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I did a Google search. You know, I, I wanted you guys to do a search on uh, Raleigh Truett, who, who was a, a co-announcer of all his Beaver games. Yes. And apparently he, he, he was a little bit more than just the announcer. Apparently I did, he was he, he worked in the front office for the Beavers, the Blunt Street Beavers. Yes. Apparently he had a lot to do with picking players and negotiating contracts. <laughs> and um and, and so apparently he's a full time employee of, of the uh of the uh you know Bond Street Portland Beavers and so um it's interesting how the, the also another person the, the groundskeeper is still famous. I forget does he even also or something like that. I forget his name, maybe you, you know it. His name, Doug, was he, uh, Rocky Benevento. Oh, okay, Rocky Benavento. We still know who he is, you know, after yes. all these years. That's true. And a he wasn't special, even a resident, huh? A special era that was, no doubt. Yeah, he he was. Um, he, he lived in San Diego, and and when the when the weather got back bad in Portland, he just took off for uh, San Diego. So he's kind of a smart guy. <laughs> Good for anyway, him. Anyway. Uh, I did a Google search, and I, I found out you can buy for ten or twenty dollars a, a Raleigh Truett Bond Street Beaver Portland Beaver baseball uh, scorebook for for uh, on Google for Amazon. If you're if you're interested to do that, it's kind yeah. of interesting side note. Yep, Raleigh Truett scrapbook, I think, is what he called it, and he put that together uh, for many many years, year after year, and it was a it was a collector's item. I'm glad to know that they're priced. You can get one. You say between between ten and twenty bucks. That's good to know. I would have thought there would have been more than that. That's good to hear. Yeah, it, it, those are great days. Yeah. Well, go Beaver. Okay. Beaver football. It's a shame our our men's and women's basketball teams are losing so much. Some kind of unknown territory for the women's side, but yep. they just stick together. They'll mature and be a lot better next year. It's a great point, Doug. And thank you for making it. Thanks for the call. Let's take a break on that note. That's something I look forward to talking to Sidney Weiss about on Thursday. Would still love to hear from some of you, too. Uh, we've had one taker on the Jade Carey phenomenon, unless somebody on the text line has. But in terms of a call, I'm hoping to hear from someone who, a uh, family member, mom, aunt, dad, aunt, uncle, you get it. You get why I ran into the coach who said, I'm taking my kids. They're into it. They love it. Is that happening? Do you have, hey, are you going to, to gymnasium? Yo, how about Jade Carey? I mean, there's more than Jade Carey on the team, but she carries herself with enough, yeah, even though she's supremely confident, she's well-liked. It's not as, oh, everybody want to talk to Jade Carey again? <laughs> I think her teammates love her. She loves her teammates. She's loving her experience. It's a great story. And, you know, have you in the meantime sort of, I'm going to go see Jade Carey fall in love with some of the other athletes too. Like, oh man, she's great, but what about, I guess I'm just wondering what the experience has been like for you, your kids, your family, your circle, when it comes to gymnastics, 
this season in particular. 497-5356, 497-5356 on either the Downward Dog phone line or the University Honda text line on 1240 Joe Radio. Ensure your vehicle is ready for any road conditions at Beggs Tire and Wheel in Albany. The Beggs Philoma store has closed, but the Albany Beggs Tire and Wheel location is open to serve all of their valued Philoma area customers and the rest of the Mid-Valley. Beggs in Albany looks forward to serving you and keeping you safe on the road. Get your tires, wheels, tire services, and repairs at Beggs Tire and Wheel, the Valley's premier source for Cooper, Falcon, BF Goodrich, and Toyo brand tires on Pacific Boulevard in Albany and online at BeggsTire.com. Hi, everybody. This is Mike Parker. We recently had the need to replace some major appliances, and I'm delighted to report that we called Brandon and his team at Kellenberger Appliance in Lebanon. We couldn't be happier with our experience. They answered all of our questions, put us in the best deal, and promptly delivered and installed a new washer and dryer. When you are in need of an appliance, I strongly encourage you to call Kellenberger Appliance. Visit kellenbergers.com or stop by Kellenberger Appliance at 21 North Main Street in Lebanon. A big thank you from the Parkers to Kellenberger Appliance. The Frame House is changing management. After a million years, Al says it feels like a million, he's stepping back. He'll still be on site, still working, but Steve, with his 44 years of experience, will be gradually taking over. Most of you won't even notice a difference, other than Steve might be at the counter more often. They'll still help you find the perfect mat and frame to complement your pictures and decor. And you'll still find a great selection of ready-made frames, prints, and art supplies. The Frame House, on West First in historic downtown Albany. Tired of the same old menu from restaurant to restaurant? The Growler Cafe in Lebanon has created a welcoming spot for all ages with a scratch menu, comforting atmosphere, and hand-selected craft beer and ciders. Their attention to detail from the penny floor to the delicious Canadian bacon is spot on. Be sure to check them out for lunch or dinner Tuesday through Saturday and brunch on Sunday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You won't be disappointed. Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541 758 245 Edward Jones, member SIPC. At Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Hi, I'm Katie Albin, and I want everyone to know that at Albin's Plumbing, we're boring. Directional boring, to be exact. So if you need to run a pipe underground, under a driveway, or under a sidewalk, and you don't want to destroy your yard in the process, the boring people at Albin's Plumbing can help you with your directional boring. Just give us a call. At Albin's Plumbing, plumbing's all we do. Call 754-8282, Albin's Plumbing. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group. 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. <laughs> Something really crazy. Maybe Brooks knows yeah, about that, well, too. I'm going to be talking to all the coaches before I settle in about watches and challenges in the, the world we're in. 
<laughs> and and sh- pitch clocks, all that. Yeah. Well, they've had that for a while. We're going to go to Brooks in just a second. Brooks Hatch may be able to answer the Travis Bazana question that I'm still a little uncertain about what, what happened. when I think Forrester, I don't know. What, no, Bazana had d- tripled. Anyway. Let Brooks answer We'll let that, Brooks yeah. answer it. But before, Brooksy, hang on just a second. Dougie, jump in here real quick. Two things to ask you. One is... Jade Carey, just a quick thought. You've been going. It's amazing. Huh? Yeah. Uh, you, you, there's some great, great performances by uh, her teammates. I mean, mm-hmm. really good performances. And then you watch Jade and you just kind of go, wow. <laughs> I mean, like a wow factor. Yeah. That's all I can say. It's just like just that much better. Different. A different, different. level. Yeah. And so solid and so effortless and so she just makes it look so easy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, it's really fun to watch. And and the buzz when she's about to perform, you oh. feel it, sense it through the yeah. whole building. Everybody's there for that. Yeah, to, to watch her perform because it's it's kind of a once in a lifetime right. no, opportunity to see yeah. one of the best gymnasts in the world right. perform for your school uh, on a Saturday. Who will be performing in another Olympics? Correct. It's very cool. Yeah, Dougie. Okay, so quickly mm-hmm. before we get to Brooks. You tried to tell us what you experienced calling the Husky ticket office for baseball. So I tried to call the Husky ticket office for tickets to the Oregon State Washington baseball series. And I was told that there are no tickets available, that they're having a a promotion with season ticket holders, and that um, I might try the secondary market, uh, StubHub or Ticketmaster, Mm -hmm. but that um, they're not selling tickets over the phone to (laughs) Beaver fans, I think. Well, but, but. Only to season ticket holders? Well, I mean, it, and I don't know if she meant baseball season ticket holders. There can't be that many of those people. <laughs> or football season ticket yeah. holders. I'm not sure. She, I said, now, is it just that weekend? Yes, only that weekend. We, there's tickets available for all the other games. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, okay. really? And I, and I wanted to say, you know, <laughs> that it kind of sounds like this is... Well, intentional. What if but you I dro- didn't? Yeah, but if you drove up to Husky Ballpark and walked up to the ticket window that day, they're not going to not, not sell you no. a ticket, are Correct. they? I can't imagine they they wouldn't. I mean, okay. you're at the ticket booth. There's 400 people in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're, they're going to sell you a show, ticket. I think. Show us your Husky season ticket holder card. Nope, no ticket for you. But I just thought it was interesting, and that it was just that yeah. weekend only. Interesting. And uh, try the secondary market. <laughs> Thanks for calling. We'll talk to Aaron and yeah. Sarah in our own world about, you know, whether, yeah. okay, here's yeah. what they're up to. And w- and I wonder if they would, yeah, no, well, some would schools never, will do that. They would though. never say that, though, I wouldn't I don't think. think so. We'll, we're, we're, we'll, we're tired of having more Beaver fans in the stands than Husky fans. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's got to be some of it. That's going to be a yeah. fun weekend, Dougie. Yeah. With Guardians the, and Quanti in town and yeah. the Beavers and Huskies reminds me of Jacoby and the Red Sox in 05. Home opener, bit. yeah. Big weekend. Thank you, Doug. Yep. Let's go to Brooks, who may have other thoughts on all of these things, but is calling primarily to help clarify the Bazana play that I'm a little confused about. Brooks, feel free to anything on Jade Carey or anything else before we get to that. No, I, okay. I, I think it's it's pretty easy what happened on the Bazana play. Okay. I think McDowell, McDowell was on first. The ball was hit down the, you know, right down the right field line, hit right on the line into the corner. Uh, McDowell, Ryan Gibson, third base coach, was waving McDowell home. And I think that Travis just looked up too early and saw 
you know, waving um, McDowell home, mm-hmm. and and he picked and he picked it up that somehow believed that he was uh, that the sign was for him, and okay. he just kept going around third, and kept running and got about I don't know a fourth of the way down the baseline, and by then, uh, uh, who was that game against Minnesota, New Mexico? I can't, I mean they all run together. Yes, but but the the defense had gotten the ball back into the infield. And, you know, all of a sudden he was just trapped off a third. I just think it was a simple case of he missed. Uh, he got the primary sign for McDowell and not the secondary sign yep. for him to hold at third. Okay. Simple, 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 simple as, as that. that. And that's not... cleaned up. Okay. Uh, yeah. There was the, it was the day before where I thought he, you know, baseball's a hard game. I, I, I really have a hard, I played enough of it to know how mm-hmm. hard it is. And, and I don't mean to criticize players. But, you know, he's on second with, I think, nobody out. And there's a hard ground ball to shortstop, and, and he tried to go to third, and he was out by 20 feet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you are taught from age 10 on, if you're on second, if the ball's hit in front of you, stay put. Mm-hmm. And, and and I just I just think he got a little excited and, sure. uh, you know, made a boneheaded play. It won't be the first by a beaver. It won't be the last. So enough about enough about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't. I think you know, Travis's the mistakes that Travis generally makes are because of aggression. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, he dropped a what should have been a one-four-three inning-ending double play ball against the Gophers, and you know, he was just trying to get the ball out of his mitt to in a hurry right. to turn the double play right. because you know you and I have watched enough baseball to know that. A one-six-three or a one-four-three double play should be one of the easiest plays in baseball, and it's one of the hardest. It seems like I, it. I, yes, it, it seems like I've seen more problems with that double play. I mean, last year was it against Arkansas or a, a pretty big series? The uh, the pitcher threw it to to uh, he was supposed to throw it to second, and instead he threw it to Bazana. And uh, yeah. a couple of years ago, the Beavers had a left-handed pitcher that. No matter when he caught the ball, he tried to on, on that double play. He threw the ball into the outfield. I mean, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's an easy play that is not easy. I right. guess I'll put it that way. <laughs> and the only time I've seen it look easy was in the best possible place when Mulholland yes. ended the game, <laughs> game two against Arkansas. Where first of all, the play itself right. the play itself wasn't easy, but he made it look easy. A la Jade Carey went down and got it, whirled around, threw to Madrigal, quick turn, double play, game over. Beavers are essentially right then and there the national champions. Yeah, and it, you know on that play, which was different than Madrigal's play, it helped that because of the shift on that on that yeah. batter that uh, you know Madrigal was practically standing yep. on second base when Mulholland caught the ball. So yes. there wasn't there wasn't movement. There was uh, Mully could just look at second, throw the ball, and throw to first. Yep, good point. Okay. Anything but else? Anyhow, from, I, anything I, else, Brooks? From the I base? Think, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I I think that the, you know this is like the third or fourth time I've been a surprise, and that is that is one of the most fun trips I, I ever make every year. We always have fun, see people that you know we haven't really seen since baseball season ended the year, the year before. You know we had mm-hmm. some friends that we spent a lot of time with down there. We hadn't seen them since the Auburn the last day of the Auburn regional. And on on Saturday we got there early. We're tailgating, and uh, the the my group, the brother-in-law of the of these guys, pull up. He's got from Minnesota. This older guy gets out, and we start talking to him. And 
you know, he's John Anderson's brother, ah. the, the brother of mm-hmm. the longtime Minnesota coach. Mm-hmm. So we end up talking to him and then a couple, bunch of other go. There's probably like, by the time we were done, there was like 40 or 50 gophers around our tailgate. Mm-hmm. It was great. Ran into the, uh, met through some other friends The the head coach of this guy says, well, you know, I'm a football coach, but so we start talking and he's the football coach of St. John's university, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. I don't know how much you know about division three, but they are like the, the, the Lidfield college of the Midwest. John Gagliardi coached there for, you know, 40 or 50 years has the record for most wins. And we, so we start talking to him and, mm-hmm. you know, he was impressed that, we had an idea of what St. John's was. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come to find out his wife taught some of my nieces in, in oh my high school back there. So anyhow, it, it was, cool. I think that's the, the Beavers should never stop going to surprise. Yeah. I hope, I hope that's always in the plans. I do. I, I'm, did, why was it reduced? Did the major league team <laughs> say we need the facility? Why only one weekend this year? I've never gotten a full answer on that. Yes. I believe major league baseball has started has pushed up the uh, starting date in, in, an, in an attempt, I think, to uh, give more off days during the season. Mm-hmm. Like the season starts on March 30th. This right, year. right. So they, they've kind of front-loaded another week or so at the start of the season so that they can have, you know, spread the games out over a longer time to give players more off days during the season. So, uh, yeah, so it's just one, but you know the solution to that is then just play Grand Canyon the next weekend. But yeah, you know you don't want to you don't 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 always want to start the season with uh, eight road games, right? Even though after this weekend there might be some people thinking <laughs> maybe we should have stayed in surprise for another week. Well, t- yeah, I tell you, it's going to be interesting, isn't it, Brooks? But but even one weekend, even if it's only one, it's a grand event, well worth keeping for, for year after year after year. It sounds like. Oh, yes. It's, it's really, I mean, I know that you love doing Beaver basketball, mm-hmm. but it's it's really too bad that you just can't go down there for for a, a weekend. And, you know, we yeah, get well, to the, the game starts, I think the game started at noon, Arizona time. And, I mean, we, we were over at the ballpark by 945 to set up a tailgate. Mm-hmm. And the Minnesota, the Minnesota people, you know, they've been down there before, I think 15 or 16 but they were just, it was, they were just flabbergasted this on Saturday when we played Minnesota. That was the biggest crowd I've ever seen there. Wow. There were, I've never seen that many Beaver fans. And so I was talking to these guys, I'm kind of hogging your time here, but you know, baseball to Beaver fans is kind of like hockey was to, is to go for fans that the Beavers were so bad in football for so long, the kind of baseball kind of filled that void, even though by the time baseball got, as good as we are now, our football program was much better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's the same with the, the Gophers. They were so not good in football for so long and so good in hockey that the, they just had to have, you know, hockey helped fill the void. Right. Because they were good at it. Yep. Well, I've never really been able to experience, so I've one time I've been to one game there, and that was in 2008, just a quick trip during from L.A. during a men's basketball weekend. We drove over there. Uh, no, it was actually during an Arizona series that coincided. I'm sorry, at the same time playing Arizona, Arizona State. Kelvin Kung and I made the trip, saw one game in 08, and then went back to hoops. But I do, I will say, I have I, I've sort of envied you, John, and Josh yeah. now, and all of the fans going down to soak in the sun and welcome baseball back. 
I agree with you, Brooks. It would be a fun experience, but you know, it's just it's the coinciding of the schedules, the way it works, and so I don't begrudge it at all. But I understand what you're saying. It sounds like a wonderful experience down there. Well, you got a hammer in your next negotiation. You know, kind of <laughs> no, like Vince Tully no. got some time off. You can just say, "Hey, let uh, I need John or Josh or someone. We can flip one weekend. Yeah. Someone can come down that, that I'd be weekend. Happy they to can do, do basketball. <laughs> I need a mental health break from basketball. <laughs> and you can go down and do the baseball. No, hey, I got hey Brooks. Thank you for the call and the clarification All right. on Travis. We'll talk again soon. Hey, I'll, I'll I'll second that. It's a fun. Yeah, I, I love I the venue. The sun mm-hmm. is shining. Right. You got all these ballparks, the major leagues, uh, the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, I five straight years of doing it, and I just thought it was great. I <clears throat> would have loved to have been a fan rather than calling it. But Right. I, I got you. No, I know what you're saying, Johnny, and, and I just – there is something about – you know, spring spring comes earlier there, clearly. It's still yeah. winter, yeah. but it's 70 degrees plus in the sun. We experienced it during the basketball trip uh, the previous you know, two weeks ago when, you know, my family, my entire family was in Arizona at the same time. We had a great time. It got to 77 degrees one day there, and yeah. it's unbelievable. I'm going it down on good. Uh, March 18th, the weekend of the 18th to – just see my son and go to some spring training games. Oh, man. In different spring training parks. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Let's take a break on that note. Uh, if you have anything you'd like to contribute on Beaver men's and women's hoops, Jade Carey, the Great American Race, the All-Star Game, the Eagles, <laughs> Bill Frizzell, Mike Rich, anything else, 497-5356. Thanks for joining us. On 1240 Joe Radio. You know that feeling when that bold flavor hits? That feeling is back with citrus lime shrimp only at Qdoba. Freshly sauteed in-house in a tangy citrus lime sauce, their sustainable sourced shrimp give you all the tasty feels. Create your own masterpiece with your favorite toppings or go all out with their Surf and Turf featuring citrus lime shrimp and flame grilled steak for double the flavor. Order today at Qdoba.com. Hey everyone, Pacific Brick Espresso located off of Pacific Boulevard in Albany by Brower's Bookstore and a new location off of Highway 99 in Tangent next to Riverland Rentals invites you to experience their quaint little drive through coffee shops with their comforting drinks and welcoming conversations. Open 5.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday and 8 a.m. 12.30 p.m. on Saturday. Pacific Perk Espresso. Family-owned and family-friendly all day long. If you or someone you know need dependable medical transportation, Gap Patient Services is family-owned and operated, offering safe and reliable non-emergency medical transportation in Lynn and Benton counties. Gap Patient Services operates 24-7 and offers wheelchair and ambulatory transport short and long distances, and much more. Gap riders also enjoy every seventh ride free. Terms and conditions apply. Call Gap Patient Services at 541-250-7797 or visit Gap tra.com have you been putting off that home remodeling project have you decided that this is the year to get it done for nearly 35 years people in the mid valley have been going to corvallis floor covering stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet countertops window coverings and wood and luxury vinyl flooring from all the popular brands corvallis floor covering at the corner of second and van buren downtown 
or at CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local. Shop Corvallis Floor Covering. What happens when you're voted the best new car dealership and the best used car dealership in the Mid-Willamette Valley? Do you gloat about it? Or do you just simply say the complete redesigned CRV, HRV, Civic, Pilot, and Accords are now at Power Honda in Albany off of San Diem Highway for you to take a test drive? I think you do both. And for more information, go to MyPowerHonda.com. That's MyPowerHonda.com. Awaiting on Mike Hacker. Shacker, I think, is going to send us the Bob Blackburn piece by request. I'll look for it. And he may email it to you, to me. In the meantime, Bruce, and whether Bruce is following up his text or if this is a different Bruce, we don't know. But let's find out as we go to the Downward Dog phone line. I think Bruce is going to talk about the gymnastics experience. Bruce, thanks for the call. Welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. Yeah, hi Mike and John. Yeah, this is, I'm following up on my text. Thank you. Uh, I we uh, my wife and I took a, a couple of our granddaughters who are eight and six who are in gymnastics up in Beaverton, so we could go see a gymnastics meet, and I was blown away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was incredible. What what they did your uh, everything that you yeah. can imagine? What did your grand What do your team. granddaughters think? I mean, what do they think, <laughs> and how how do they yeah, enjoy? They it? loved it. I mean, I'm not sure they really understood what they were watching as far as how how good she was, but they were into it, and they it's hard to hold their attention. Honestly, for a couple hours, we were thinking we might get through a couple of events, but now we stayed. We were there after it was over. <laughs> I mean, it was fantastic, Pro, totally fantastic. Does gymnastics allow for the kids to come down and get autographs? Uh, you know, that's I, I was hoping they did. I didn't see the opportunity, and uh, we didn't do that. But I would hope that they would do that, in the, you know, or that they do do it. But we didn't see the opportunity. Okay. Now, so, now, was, Bruce, let me ask. Here's so here's I, my follow up to it is. Is this because of Jade? I mean, did you do this essentially because of the Jade Carey phenomenon, or do you take in a gymnastics meet once or twice a year, come down for him, or was this kind of unique in your experience as a Beaver fan? Uh, my wife used to uh, work with the cheerleading program there back about 20 years ago, and she was in charge of the squad that did gymnastic meets. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so we used to go, but... I I don't recall it would be in anything like this. This was just fantastic. That's great to hear. Uh, thank you, Bruce, for sharing that with us, and hope your granddaughters were further. If they're already in the sport, that's great. But to see something of what they got to see with Jade and her teammates, I hope it further inspires them to keep enjoying the sport. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. No, I think it will, and we do plan on going again and again and just loved it. So. Thank you so much. That's Bruce in Beaverton. Let's knock out some uh, yeah. some text. On the University Honda text line. Okay, this one. As an all-Beaver sports fan, don't miss, I don't miss an opportunity to see the OSU gymnastics team. Truly a wonderful experience. CVB writes in and says, NBA All-Star Exhibition, not a game to play to win the game. We live in an entertainment society, an entertainment Dollars trump competition. Okay. Uh, I could make an argument into that. Um, (laughs) 
Bazana tripled, but Coach was running and waving the previous runner home. This backs up what Brooks yeah, was saying. Yeah, it does. Coach almost went all the way to home plate, <laughs> so it wasn't close to the third. And Sir Bazana don't know why he looked back. Okay, so so the mechanics of the play sound like they were a little. Ryan is aggressively waving Micah, and Travis got a little confused as to whether am I supposed to keep running too. That yeah. I'll talk to Gippy about it, but that that sounds like but between Brooks and that text, kind of what we're I think we're finding exactly what happened. Here's yes. another text. Yes, love watching Jade and the whole team. It's been great. I can't uh, imagine passing up an opportunity to watch an athlete of her caliber. P.S. I think the judges have worked all capitals, to find reasons not to give her tens <laughs> early in the season. Hopefully she's cracked them. I mean, that's true. To be that good, it's like, okay, well, what was wrong with it? Mm-hmm. Almost like they would be like, well, we can't. You know, we can't just give tens all the way around. Right. I guess right. you could. I guess you can't make Willie Mays and Babe Ruth. They all can't get. Willie Mays and Babe Ruth, neither, were unanimous Hall of Famers <laughs> On ballots, yes, they were first timers in the sense of first ballot Hall of Famers, but there were some voters that left them out. Yeah, here's another one. Um, the Beavers have three freshman laden teams, both basketball teams, the baseball team, and softball. And if you throw in, pardon the pun, football, we are so close for something special in Corvallis. Maybe all four teams in their respective top tens. And hopefully the three ex-Beavers in Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Wow, that's a nice text. And certainly one that we long for and hope for with respect to both basketball teams. And and some of the struggles that they have endured this year. That, I hate to, you have to preface everything with, if you can kind of keep the core together. And I think there's a better chance in an odd way now. I think there's a better chance in the nil world to keep things together than out. Yes, you can get poached. Yes, you can get people who want to make you an offer, quote-unquote, you can't refuse that Mm -hmm. comes as it shouldn't, but I'm sure that type of stuff happens and goes on. And you can get a player, you know, in the portal lured away by a monetary inducement, which isn't how that's supposed to work. But, I mean, anyway, I think the fact that the collective, uh, damnation collective and so on, and People involved uh, with the giant killers as well have been working diligently to try to make retention has been the key. I think there, because it's now above board, you can do it the right way in the Oregon state way. I think you can find opportunities to retain. So maybe there's a better chance now than, than having a, a huge exodus to a portal because of the culture here, the fan right, base, the right. way the coaches coach them up and go about their business. I think you might be able to keep the core together better in the new era than before. Good afternoon, Mike and John. Les Duell went to all the games, was really disappointed in the way the Beavers performed in the first game against New Mexico. I felt the team came out flat. It was nice to see the team responded in the next three games. I believe this baseball team will get better as the season progresses. It is a young team. Uh, who is it, the question? Who's the first base coach for the Beavers? Thanks, you two, for your good work. We'll be heading to Las Vegas to watch the ladies play in the Pac 12 tournament. Have a good feeling the ladies will play very well in the tournament. Who is this year's? Well, I don't. Coach? Darwin's not doing it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't listen to every. You know, I'm sure Josh lays that out at some point. I don't know. Johnny, do you have anything else? So let's take the break yeah. because I've got Bob Blackburn by request next. All right. 
1240 Joe Radio. Line drive punt to Anthony Gould makes the catch at the 20, comes up a seam to the 30, and Anthony Gould is on his way. Hey, Beaver Nation, this is All-American wide receiver Anthony Gould. I commit every day to getting better both in the classroom, on the field, and by giving back to the community. You can support all Beaver student athletes and teams by committing to Damn Nation Collective, the preferred collective of OSU athletics, by assisting as we prepare for our futures. To commit today, go to damnnationcollective.com. Always remember, speed wins. Go Beavs. 10-5 and in. Anthony Gould, touchdown Beavers on the punt return. Now's the time to get a great deal on a Kubota BX. 